Well, hey everyone, welcome back to the Hello Church podcast. I'm Justin Trapp. I'm Wade Bearden, and we are on episode nine of season three. Throughout this season, we've been talking about the church service. So, yep. Justin, we've been discussing how to make your Sunday gatherings, um, I guess you would say, better, more impactful. Uh, essentially, we've been given this really great opportunity where everybody's coming together. The Sunday morning service isn't the entirety of the church, but it's this really great opportunity to take the sacraments, to listen to God's word, to serve uh, the people around you. And so we've been discussing that. And today we're talking about money. Talking about every pastor's favorite part of the service, right? (laughs) The money part. (laughs) The money part. I have a question. When you were a kid, Uh did your church, like the offering plates or buckets or Hmm. bags... What did those look like when you were a kid at your church? Right? Yeah, I can still see them in my mind. Yeah, uh, they were these. Uh, they were the plates, and okay. they were like the. They were like gold, like the plastic gold. So they were plastic, yeah. but okay. they looked, you know, they looked like gold, and um, like a brass, maybe. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, um, but but a cheap, uh, cheap material, and it was actually kind of interesting because. During a good week where you're giving and maybe like my parents, we used to sit on the third row, but if we ever, for some reason, didn't get our seat and we were farther back, the plates would, would start to overflow. So it's kind of cool to see that. But if you're at the front, like you put, that's it. Like you put your offering in, that's it. Um, What about you? So we had, I went to two primary churches uh, growing up from like age zero to 18. The okay. first church, they had the brass or fake gold, but they were they were like real metal, so it was like heavy. Okay, I don't think ours were real metal. And it had the the, the maroon velvet yeah. center in the middle. And then the second church that I went to as a transition more towards like 11, 12 years old, they had the the wooden handles with the velvet bag. The bags, yeah. For a brief, for a brief moment. And then we went to, for some reason, white buckets with the church logo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I don't know why we went that. I, you know, I was actually a part of a church and they had someone come in and do like an assessment and they said, stop using the plates because uh, you can obviously fit more into the bucket so it's not overflowing. But also people are a little more self-conscious when you can put your offering in and everybody can like can kind of see yeah, the yeah. offering. But if you just kind of have a bag and it drops in... I really don't know how important that is, but that's what this individual suggested. We also clapped at the offering time because the Lord loves a cheerful giver. <laughs> and the pastor would go, amen or oh me. And he'd cup his ear. My, um, my pastor used to always get up and he would say, uh, or a pastor I worked for, he would say, uh, God loves a cheerful, cheerful giver, but we'll take a grumpy one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I uh, love that. You know, pastors, as we talk about the offering, you might be thinking to yourself, you know, what, like, what new thing will I learn in this podcast episode, or why do I need to, uh, to listen? I think it's important to think about the offering uh, because statistics tell us that only five percent of churchgoers actually tithe on a re- regular yeah. basis. Yeah. So, not even a tithe of the churchgoers no. uh, tithe. And I, I read one statistic through the health research funding that if every Christian tithed 
faith organizations would have an extra $139 billion each year. And I think maybe that's in the United States. And so we want to be cognizant of the offering time because one, uh, the more money that's given, the more we can do more to reach out to our communities, to serve those around. It's not just bigger buildings or having a bigger paycheck, but you can actually serve the needs in your community. People that are hurting, like you're like, I've got the money to do that. Yeah. And and then the second thing too is, if someone's not giving, then they're probably not applying the teachings on generosity that Jesus uh, taught in the Bible, in the, in the Gospels, we read about in the Gospels. And so you want to encourage your people to be generous because that's what God wants us to do. Yeah, I think that stat represents a, a grand opportunity for churches, right? I, I remember a few years ago, the rocket company had released uh, some research where they had said that like eight out of 10 churches were over budget last year or the previous year. Huh. So th- there, there's a really great opportunity for, for pastors and for churches to elevate the, 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 the level of generosity right at your church. I think oftentimes though, pastors... Uh, you know, we, we've done our own studies and there were some surveys where it was like over 70% of pastors didn't prepare anything for the offering time. Mm-hmm. So there was no preparation for that offering moment during service because, you know, and I've been there, especially as an early pastor, I didn't really feel comfortable talking about money a hmm. lot. And so it's like one of those things that you sort of procrastinate, procrastinate, you kind of wing it when you get up there. And then you say the catchphrase is like, amen or oh, me, or you know, mm, God loves yeah. a cheerful giver. And that's like the only thing that we do. And I think we rob ourselves, we rob our people really of an opportunity to learn d- deeper about ge- what the Bible says about generosity, about tithing, about giving. And we rob them really of uh, a compelling moment, right? That, that could be where they are inspired or they're motivated or they're challenged to to give. And, you know, not everyone's going to go from, from zero giving to super tither, right? But we should give them an opportunity to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think that's lost on us as well, that every person in your church is at a varying degree of of awareness about tithing or an acceptance about tithing. And we need to provide them an opportunity to sort of step in and, and begin somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I want to just take a quick tangent. Uh, so you gr- when you were growing up, when I was growing up, uh, when you gave, it was, it was like physical, like you had to give yeah. during church and you had to pull out that checkbook and, and write, I remember watching my parents write like literally write the check out. Mm-hmm. And so in, in actuality, um, sometimes my pastor would would take, I don't know, five, 10 minutes to talk about the offering. But during that time, everyone's actually preparing. They're filling out their envelope. They're mm-hmm. writing it down. They're saying where everything uh, is supposed to go. And then they're, they're doing that check. And times have changed. A lot of people do online giving. Yeah, I do online giving. And I think there are pros and cons to it. Um, I think there's something kind of special, like coming together as a community and actually like giving your money and, and putting it in the offering. Like there's something really powerful about that. Um, I also think though, like automating it or doing it online is really easy. So I can say, hey, here's a reoccurring donation. And it's not even it's not even a thought anymore in the sense that I know before anything else, this is automatically taken out. Um, I forget about it sometimes, and maybe that's not good. Uh, same thing with with charitable donations. I give to certain organizations, 
every single month they pull that money out and I don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. It's there, it's built in. And then I do think about extra stuff that I give. Uh, how do you, how do you think through all of that? So, so as a pastor, there is this challenge of people aren't thinking about offering anymore. Maybe they miss it. Something happens. They don't have that physical opportunity to do it, but then it's also really convenient and automating it can be uh, great. It's like this, it's like a spiritual discipline. It's like before anything else is done, I have taken out my tithe in my offering. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think, you know, I love the automated giving portion of it, right? I think it, it you know, if, if people will sign up for automated giving, it helps stabilize your budget. And so I'm a big fan. I understand the dynamic of like, hey, if we're not actually all giving together in this moment, it, it doesn't feel quite as special. Mm-hmm. But I do think, you know, the technology today and the way that people, you know, donate money or sign up for an automated donation is important. And, you know, one of the things I think about is, or at least an opportunity, I think, for, for pastors and for churches is a lot of times, you know, not only have we been guilty of not being intentional about the offering time or not preparing something for the offering time, but I also think churches don't really talk about generosity enough. I can't tell you the last time I saw a church post on their social media, like with a giving link, mm-hmm. because they don't want to invite all of these like, yeah, yeah, the, these yeah. like zingers, so to speak. Yeah. And I think we, you know, we rob ourselves of an opportunity to give people, you know, share a story about someone in your church. Share, um, like, let's say your church uh, went to a playground and revitalized it in your community. Share that online and allow people to partner with you. Allow people to sign up, allow people to give, to donate, whether it's one time or every month. Um, so I, I think one of the biggest opportunities I see for, for churches really is um, to, to talk about generosity seven days a week, not... Mm-hmm. For one minute in a service yeah and, and there's also this um i don't know with every excess there's also a reaction uh so we've heard a lot about in recent years about uh churches stealing money televangelists stealing money hiding money in the bathroom walls <laughs> in the, yeah you hear that story from lakewood they 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 got money stolen from them and it was found hidden in the bathroom walls of their uh of their in their church um and so I think as a result, and you know, there's this perception that oh, churches are just kind of greedy or whatever. So I think there's this perception, especially young, uh, among young ministers, to not pay a lot of attention or give a lot of time to talking about offering during their Sunday morning services. So this happens more and more. You go to a service and they're like, hey, you can give and that's it. And in one sense, I think that's good. And in another sense, if we're not careful, we could go months without talking about generosity. Yeah. And we've said this before many times. Jesus talked about money a lot in the Gospels because money has such a hold on our lives. And so people need to be reminded of the importance of generosity and using their money to serve God rather than serving their money. So I think it's important to be cognizant about uh, talking about the offering. And then if we're not talking about the offering, we actually miss an opportunity to share stories yeah. About like so we could share on our Instagram feeds what we did with the offering to help mm-hmm. revitalize a playground but I also think we probably should do that during service too if people miss it. So we have this product 
that we've utilized in, I think we sell it, but we give it away for free all the time. Um, it's our offering talks. Yeah. And so we've created a 52 offering talks and you can use one every week for a year. It includes uh, an illustration, uh, like a short teaching from scripture and then an application. So you could literally give this to someone mm-hmm. and they could read it. I mean, if they wanted to. Especially could, if you don't like doing it, right, Pastor? Yeah, just give it to somebody. They could read it verbatim if they wanted to. And it's a great teaching about the importance of generosity. I think that I think that's a really good opportunity. We can walk through what that what that means and what that looks like. You don't have to use this, but the point is to probably be, you need to be intentional about your offering time and be teaching your people about generosity and then also be thanking God that he used you and your money to do something really cool in your community and the world. Yeah, another thing that you can do is just a little quick tip is buy a vanity URL. So when you're actually talking about the net, you know the action steps for your people, like, hey, if you'd like to partner with us, you can X, Y, Z, right? Well, one of those is going to be sending them to your website. And a lot of times when I go to a church website, it's, it sort of like takes you three or four clicks to get there. Mm-hmm. What you could do is you could set up a vanity URL. What I mean by that is we had our church was Northwood Church, and we set up North, northwoodgive.com. And so that was a call to action for everybody. And I think if your church has an app, you can you can sort of say, hey, go to the app, click the giving tab, whatever the case may be. But if they just open their phone, northwoodgive.com, it could go straight. It would forward them straight to that giving portal, instead of and saving them three or four easy. clicks. Yeah, they're not having to like look on the site for where the giving button is. And so that may be something. Either even if you don't have a vanity URL, just make the steps clear, right? So hey, if you would like to to you know give online, you can go to our website, click the giving tab. That'll take you there. We have drop boxes in the back. You know our church doesn't pass the buckets. We have the little drop box in the back. So. Um, whatever the case may be, make it clear, make it easy. Yeah. And just a couple of tips for when you talk about the offering, whether you use an offering talk or you have your own offering talks that you write, I would say make them succinct. Um, so it doesn't need to be like 10 minutes long. It doesn't need to be a mini sermon. Uh, if you, if you do something for like 10 minutes, I mean, that's, that's a third or a fourth of an actual message. That's a lot. I think it needs to be succinct. It needs to just touch on one point of generosity. If you're talking about generosity every week or what the Bible says about giving, you don't have to knock it all out in the first week. You can just utilize one little piece. Hey, Jesus said this in this passage. Here's what that means. Here's a cool illustration from our world or maybe something we did in the church. And here's how you can respond. It needs to be like a minute or two. Uh, So be very intentional about that. Uh, plan it out. If you want to use our offering talks, uh, I guess we'll provide maybe a link here in the show notes where you can get a sample of that or you can also purchase that. But just be intentional about it. Make sure it's planned out because it is a it, it is an important part of the service, but most pastors don't plan it out. No, no. And like we said at the very beginning, it's a, we, every church in America, every church in the world has a great opportunity to elevate the level of generosity at your church especially in the United States where we're, where we are a very fortunate and blessed affluent country. So um, th- there's money in your church, whether you have been able to tap into it or not, you know, teach your people about the importance of generosity. Jesus taught on it, like you, you mentioned, uh, all throughout the New Testament. And, you know, your people will be better for it. Your church will, uh, obviously it will help your budget. And so m- be intentional, 
be compelling, make it easy. Mm-hmm. And uh, cast a vision. So when you talk about buying a new building or paving the parking lot or revitalizing the um, uh, a playground in your neighborhood, whatever it is, don't just talk about the stuff. Yeah. Talk about what's behind the stuff. So for instance, you're like, hey, we're, we're uh, paving this section of the parking lot because people have gotten stuck uh, trying to park. There's a lot of people here. We want to we want to provide an opportunity for guests to come in and have a spot because right now, if a guest shows up uh, one minute late to service, they might not have the parking spot, and it's it's really bad luck for a guest yeah. to have to park park in the mud and worry about getting stuck. Yeah. So always do the what's the vision behind that? We want people to come in and hear God's word and not be thinking about their car the entire time. Yeah, share stories. Share stories. Um, it's not about the stuff, but yeah, it's about the vision. I, I'll, I'll, this is my last thing I have to say on this topic, but love him or hate him. I actually loved what Perry Noble had to say about this. He would, when he was talking about giving a lot of times, he would say every dollar has a face, every face has a name and every name has a story and every story matters to God. And so mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a great way to, um, sort of personalize, right. The impact that's happening throughout your church and in your community so yeah when you said every dollar has a face yeah it's george, george washington. washington yeah um so yeah and then here too um you can also speak to the visitors during that moment you can say hey if you're a guest here you just you, like this is your first time and you're hearing us talk about money don't feel compelled to give right yeah uh yeah. check us out if you if you feel uh like this is a ministry you want to be a part of yeah of course you know give in the future but right now this is just for the people who attend here here's for our this is for our members. So you can do that. And that can, I think, uh, help people to, uh, I don't know, have a have a better perspective on, on giving and um, the offering time. So next week, we are going to talk about metrics. We're going to close out season three. And we're just going to talk about like counting the people in your services. Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? It's, it's <laughs> Get a special deal on a clicker. Uh, make sure to click our affiliate link, our Amazon yeah, link Amazon. on clicker. <laughs> Uh, But we'll be back. uh, We'll be back next week on that episode. Uh, For now, we'll see you later here on Hello Church.